1: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Now, what we're going to see have here today is uh, we're going to be talking about the, uh, about what's going on in the world uh, we're going to be talking about retirement. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, wh- what is happening out there uh, with the markets, what's happening with the, the China trade war, some interesting things. And, and so we're going to be going over all of these things today. The, uh ca- came came across an interesting uh, story here on uh, uh, in, in the Financial Times uh, the other day in the London Financial Times, it was uh, Jalen uh, Jalen Ganesh is their political political person. He wrote an article which was really interesting, and uh, it, it basically said that Donald Trump was not as bad as everybody, as as incompetent as everybody thinks he is. And he he bought up particularly the uh, the British ambassador said the government was completely dysfunctional. And he sort of ended the article with the idea, yes, if you look at it from, from their view, the standard view of government, it is dysfunctional. But if you look about what he's done, it's not really – he's actually been pretty effective. He's just gone about it a different way that they didn't understand. And a couple points he made, he said if you if you look at uh, – he's – the unexpected it, 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 the unexpected of effectiveness of Donald Trump and a couple of things he said, he says, look, if you look at the tr- at the wall, you know, Trump's a failure. He didn't get his wall on immigration it, it, and they keep pointing to all his failures. But if you look underneath it, uh, Donald Trump got these big tax cuts pushed through for the Republicans. He also got a, a two Supreme Court justices. Uh, in there as well his supreme court justices and, and he pointed out uh ganesh pointed out that uh both ronald reagan and uh h w bush also they they had to walk back some uh some of their uh, uh supreme court nominees in in and, and, and they didn't get them through and so trump was able to get his through he's got a lot of lower level federal judges through as well and so he's been remarkably successful in in getting in getting uh Conservative judges uh, uh, on the end of federal bench, which is you, you see, is so important now. When we have these these federal judges, at the drop of a hat, you know, the minute Donald Trump does something by executive order, if someone rushes to a, a liberal federal judge and the federal judge puts an injunction on it, so th- this is very important. So Donald Trump has been very successful with the fe- uh, the federal judgeships and getting two conservative uh, nominees to the Supreme Court is a huge win. For the Republicans, and no doubt about it, he also talks about deregulation. Donald Trump has been remarkably effective at deregulating. He's put people in to kind of roll back the regulations. He's reviewing the regulations. In some cases, they haven't filled positions, so that so they can't they they can't put more regulations on. Uh, he he's going through and understands the importance of deregulation to changing an economy. So he's probably been more effective on deregulation. Something you really don't hear about. Uh, and then he talked about uh, uh, the China situation. And and he said Trump has been remarkably successful getting the political, diplomatic, and corporate classes to understand that the China trade situation is a serious situation. And it's an event that's going to take a number of years to work out. And, and they have all come over. The establishment is and this is something we've talked about on, on the show, something w- not well understood about the China trade war is is the establishment in Washington is 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 more behind this than people realize. And, and we believe w- that they, they, they were what happened is is that over the last 10 years or so, really, what's happened is is the uh, the the establishment in the bureaucracy uh, in Washington, in the military, have been really pushed back and, and and browbeaten by corporate America to you know to to let China slide and everything. And now that 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 is flipped over, and so Donald Trump has been very successful getting the American people and the American establishment behind him on China. Something not what you know you hear a lot about the trade war, but they're doing. And the point he made is he's actually been a better bureaucratic in fighter than people really give him credit for uh overall so I, I thought that was an interesting take the financial times is you know i went back to pull the story up and there was i can't tell you how many anti-trump stories that were in the financial times it, it, and so it was unusual for that to be in there but it, but it, but it's a point well taken and, and, and something that we talked about on the show for a while and we're starting to see some some of these things happen uh as longtime listeners of the Max out Savings show know, for the last two years, at least 18 months, we have been pounding the table that this is the trade war, the trade dispute with China is a trade war. It's not a tiff. We wrote about it at the time. It's not a tiff. It's not a little dust-up. It is a trade war. It's going to be much more serious ramifications, and we've been pretty much, uh, it's played out as, as we thought. And so, uh, I I think we're going to continue the the situ- this, this is a game changer with with China uh, uh you know I I I believe uh you know I remember I a couple of years back I I I took a taxi ride in Chicago with a one of the top value investors in the country and we're talking and he he made a really interesting point at the time and actually it helped us out was he he felt like oil was gonna go down. Oil was close to a hundred eighty to a hundred. I thought it was going down, but he made a case that this thing is going down much more. He said this is all being driven up by China. All these commodities have been pushed up by the Chinese uh expansion over the last decade and two two decades and and now that's starting to roll back. And and so China has been really been a much bigger driver than anybody thinks. And 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 if you look at China uh China is as we've talked about and written in the max out savings report, they are heavily indebted. their debt levels are about three hundred and forty uh percent of GDP which is a very high number. Their banking system has over forty trillion dollars worth of uh of loans put 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 that an example the United States banking system we're bigger than China. I mean, I I know this is a shock to everybody because everybody's convinced that China's taking the world over. We have a bigger economy, a much bigger economy than China, Uh, not materially bigger, but it's definitely larger. We only have about $18 trillion. And so uh, if you look at it, it's really been funded by debt. All of this has been funded by debt and it's starting to slow down. And we've been saying on the show, we're saying, look, the global economy is slowing down. In Germany, it's slowing down. In China, and in, in what we said is this is not a result of just the trade war. It's a result of this massive debt buildup, which is now coming due. Uh, and I, I pulled some numbers. Uh, this is March numbers. I, 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 but uh, Japan's exports to China in March fell 9 percent. They fell 8 percent in Korea. And the exports to China from from Singapore fell eight point seven percent. That's that is signaling a, a severe drop in the, econ, a, a, in the economy, in which is China is clearly slowing down. And- and what we've been saying is this is a result of over leverage and the shift back to a hardline communist state under President Xi. He, he said, "Look, we're not going to get into capitalism. We're going to revert back to a hardline communist system." I think what Donald Trump is doing is very shrewd. I see no reason to settle with the Chinese. Uh, I, I think I think the, Donald Trump is pulling a, a page from uh, Ronald Reagan, where he's going to spin the Chinese into the ground. And uh, now and, and, uh, the Chinese think that they're not going to get caught like the Soviets did on that. But their economy is very clearly slowing down. And we have no animus to the Chinese. I mean, we've actually, we've always gotten along with the Chinese, except for the Korean War, which they did come in on top of us, costing tens of thousands of American lives. But overall, we've generally gotten along with them. But the idea that, that we should sit back and let China... Is is a new global power, and there's nothing we can do about it. And you have to listen to this garbage about Thalidicus. Uh, is it Thermocrates Thalidicus trap? Uh, it, it, yeah, no. You need to study your Greek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to retake your Greek philosophy course, Ryan. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, th- I think it's Thalidicus trap where Sparta and Greece are fighting, and in in Look, I don't buy that. I believe we're the global leader of the world. I think China would like to come get ahead. I think they've done a good job. I think they have cheated a lot. I think they've taken our technology and the idea that all the manufacturing base should shift out of the United States and go to China, which was accepted by the by our establishment four years ago. uh I'd like to say under Barack Obama, but quite frankly, even under Bush, we everybody bought that line. And it was it was ridiculous. And this is why the American people put Donald Trump into power, because they want they go, look, we're tired of this. We're tired of losing jobs. We're tired of losing our livelihood. We want someone that's going to stand up and fight for the working people in the United States uh in this and, and and so this is this is what 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 we're seeing now and and so this is a bigger deal i mean china kind of helped grow the economy over the last 20 years so it's rolling back this is why we're getting this global slowdown out there and so i think i think it has ramifications and i think it's changing things up uh in the world but uh under, understand that this is going to kind of continue uh it's we've restarted the trade talks things are still surprisingly slow uh we're look, I, I think they're going to start buying the grains we're looking at some uh, at some agricultural purchases for our clients really hard i think we're just going to make the move on that next week uh because i am seeing i, I think they're going to do a lot of purchases and I think they probably are already doing it, although they claim they're not. I think they're trying to to, to hold down the, the, the futures markets, and I don't think it's going to work. Uh, really, uh, the, the planning we're seeing in, in the Midwest has really been pretty poor due to the flooding up there. And uh, and, and so uh, I, I think you're looking at higher grain prices here. Uh, and I think you're looking at higher a lot of higher commodity. I think inflation... Is still, I I think inflation is coming. Where we're starting to shift, I think over the next future, there, there's a battle between deflation and inflation out there. But I really think we're looking more at at some type of inflation and and. And we we have too much debt and people said, you know, Ted, that can't we're gonna have deflation with this much debt. I look I think you're gonna start getting these currency collapses we th- we think are gonna happen out there. And so they're starting to which what's really strange is you've got a very high stock market. We're gonna be discussing this in the next segment. And but underneath it you have an enormous number of stocks at lows or near lows, which is very unusual. And uh it's really uh we we're really pulling the playbook we used in 1999 back out right in here uh in in, in which was you know near the top of, of, the, of the market at the time and and it's it's almost playing out exactly the same way so so we'll see what's going to happen but i tell you what uh we're coming up here on a quick break Uh, A couple things. If you haven't gone to the website, you can sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report where we write a lot about this in the report. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you can sign up for the free report. Uh, Also, if you need some help with your retirement, uh, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, We value investors in the stock and bond market. We, We do a lot of work with retirees, helping them come up with a successful retirement plan. So if you need some help, Go to the website maxoutsavings.com and we'll be right back after this quick break. And also remember, you can give us a call. This is a live show on Saturday. Sunday's the repeat, 713 339 1070.
2: The Max Out savings Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out savings Show.
1: Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. That was Hayes Carl on the the outro there earlier, Houston's own Hayes Carl. And uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. That is what, uh, who's that, McClinton? Hi, McClinton, you had a question for us.
4: Uh, Yes, sir. How how are you doing? I I listen to your program a lot, and you you give a lot of great advice. Um, Thank you. I've been a government employee for a while, and I don't know if you're familiar with the government situation, but they allow us to put uh, uh, retirement in, in, in about five or six different accounts.
1: Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And, uh, and, and, and I'm wondering, if you're getting close to retirement, uh, with the way stocks are going up, I didn't, I didn't know if that was a safe place to put your money, or is it better to keep it in bonds?
1: You know, what, what I would do is, and I forgot exactly what the five things are, but they're kind of simplistic. They're basically a stock fund, a bond fund, I think a short-term bond fund, uh, a money market type of fund. I would, re- right. I would reduce some exposure if you're even close to retirement, have a little bit more in short-term bonds in here and uh, stable demand or money market type of funds. And I, 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 there's, we're sort of in a blow off top here. You could see this thing go higher, but you just want to be a little bit careful. And so I think that's, I would reduce it some. What is your allocations now? Do you know?
4: Uh, I'm putting in uh, the the, twenty four thousand a year you can put in.
1: Excellent. Okay. Good. Good. Now, what, what type, what, what are you, what are you investing it in? Do you you remember? Uh, what, what what funds? What type of funds? Uh, it, it
4: like I said, it's four different funds. It, it's uh, I've got it right now, and in, in I, I got a hundred percent in the bonds part because I thought the bonds were going to go up, but it looks like the stocks have been going
1: up. Well, the bonds um, have gone up some, so you haven't done that too badly. Uh, you could, you know, right now, I, I you could have a little bit in stocks, but I'd probably leave it there at least until you get a substantial pullback.
4: Uh, yeah, the stocks just, just concern me because I, 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 I just saw them going up for a while, but then, then it looks like they're going to hit a big,
1: big drop-off. Yeah, look, I I think that that is somewhat really the case in here. Uh, I I think we're in a blow-off top, and i further discuss this, and so I think you've got to be a little bit careful. Uh, now's not the time to be putting a whole lot in. If 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 you could be very targeted, there, there's some good opportunities, but for the bigger bond funds, like right now, I would be buying more S and P value versus S and P growth. In here, the growth is hotter; it's going to go up faster, but it's going to that—that's going to sit there. It's it, it's very overvalued, similar to 1999. So what you wanted 1999, and actually 1969. This reminds me also of 69 quite a bit, and so. So where you got these real hot growth stocks, but but the value underneath it is the play to go. So so right now, maybe put a little bit more in stocks, but I'd keep most of it in bonds and in cash right now. If that's where you are.
4: Okay. Yeah. Because I'm I'm about probably three years from retirement, so I didn't want to uh, have it just all drop away.
1: Yeah, well, that's just it, and so that's what you got to be careful. If, if McClintic, if you want, go to the website. You can, I think, you can either request an appointment, just if you, or, or ask a question. If it's if if there's no question button, I forget what it is. Just request an appointment, but just say, hey, I just want, I just have a question. Here's my uh, my f- five choices, and I'll, I'll tell you what I think of those choices. I forgot exactly what they are on the government thing, but they're they're pretty generic. They're not bad, but they're very generic.
4: No, I know the names of the fund. It's a C fund and an F fund, and uh, uh, you know, you're right? They're generic funds, and it's not. Now you you can't pick individual stocks or individual uh, uh, groups. It's just a. It's, right. It's a generic uh, thing, just covering it.
1: Yeah, but overall, you're doing the right thing by putting the money away into your plan. Okay. So I, if you'll I give me the different, I pre- I, I, I'll look them up, but if you want, drop me an email and I'll try to get you an answer on the different funds and give you my opinion.
4: Okay, I'll do that and I appreciate your show.
1: Thank you. Bye. If you got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. A word of warning today, the uh, 6, 610 is a mess. 610 South by the Galleria was closed down. And, uh, 16 North was, was backed up quite a bit. Uh, they're working on the new bus lane that no one will ever use, but we'll tie up traffic for two years. But, uh, so anyway, word of warning there, the, uh, looking, look at, we're, we're talking about the markets. They're very high devaluation again reminds me of 1999 and 1969 in 1969 you had the nifty 50 which was your mcdonald's your xerox your ibm uh what was it i don't think control maybe control data was in there at the time uh th- those were the big ones uh and uh and they and they were just going up like crazy and then underneath it things weren't going up quite as much and then you had the the oil crisis and, the, and stocks plunged in, in 73, so it was maybe 70 or so, and then in 19, this remind again, very similar to 1999, as we've been talking about on the show here for a number of weeks now, is very hot growth stocks, very hot tech stocks, they're all flying going up, underneath it, you've got a lot of stocks at 10 to 12 times P.E. with dividends between 35 and 5% that are... Uh, they're pretty cheap and pretty reasonable. Uh, we we we've been trying to put some hedges on. They haven't really worked. Yeah, we we pulled some off this week, and uh, I'd like to put them back on. I, I think the Nasdaq is really overvalued. But the interesting thing is 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 our list of stuff that's hitting buy points. It, and we're value investors. Is we have got some things popping up with really good opportunities. We think over the next couple years, which is very strange. Again, it it, it this is not a market where everything is going up. It, it's really. Super high growth. Uh, people are worried about a recession uh, in, in, globally. And so what's happened is a lot of the, the cyclicals and the stocks that do business are, are, are pretty cheap. It, and so what we're looking at is we're looking at those cheaper stocks. We're looking at some in the farm sector, which is really, uh, you know, they've got really problems with, with the growing and because of the flooding. I don't think people really understand the extent of that story out there. Uh, we're looking at some stuff overseas uh as well and and, w- and what we're doing is is we're trying to find value and and so we're, we 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 see we're really fun which is unusual some some of this stuff is really is is remarkably cheap and and we saw that same thing in 99 where we picked up Ingersoll Rand and things like that and then all the Lucent's and the cisco's and the yahoo's kept going up until they just all blew up and then the whole thing started cl- but those ones underneath it the Ingersoll Rands continue to do well and I think that's the type of market. Uh I I think we're we're heading into a market with a lot uh, a, an enormous amount of turmoil coming up. We're already seeing it. We're really seeing a, a, a genuine slowdown in China. Uh as we've talked about in this show, uh we really believe that the trade the trade war is obscuring the the fundamental slowdown in China. And and people are, are misconstruing the the trade war with, with really a slowdown of of an over indebted communist lean you know hardline communist country going back and, and and so that's a big change I mean look that's what drove the whole thing and and the other thing is is Europe really appears to be slowing down they're dealing with brexit uh and, and that that's a and you can see the Europeans starting to make some shifts there Draghi's out they're putting in uh what's her name uh lagarde who used to be head of the IMS. Now, a lot of people don't like her because she's a lawyer and and more political, but I think the good thing about her is, and I think what they're laying the groundwork in Europe for is, they're understanding there's a limit to monetary policy, and they're basically at it. And so they're at negative interest rates. I mean, do you realize it's like 40 years, if you invest in a 40-year Swiss bond, okay, in 40 years, they will give you back less money than you put in. Including interest because you get no interest. So you get back less money. I mean, how has that work in any time in history? And the answer is it never has. But that's how frightened people are of an unstable currency markets and unstable Europe. And, and so Lagarde is going to have to go make them look, we're going to have to do more spending. We're going to have to do more deregulation. They're going to have to do the things they've always told less developed countries that have gotten into trouble in developing countries emerging markets, you hey, you've got to clean up, you've got to reduce your bureaucracy, you've got to, you know, encourage capital flows, you've got to put down the trade barriers, uh, you, you have to do some government, some stimulus spending. And so I think they're laying the groundwork for more political action. And what's happening is central banks around the world have recognized the disaster of basically letting them try to take over everything and then allowing Allowing governments not to do anything and what we've seen and this is a very important point if you don't listen anything else today is in the last decade central banks have stepped up over a decade and said look let us take care of the problems we will manage the economy and they've pushed up asset prices and stock markets and so it's allowed governments not to make any changes. you know, it's not just the United States. It's Europe. It's everywhere. None of these these governments make fundamental changes. They don't restructure. They don't cut regulation. They don't cut taxes. They don't engage in some fiscal stimulus spending. They don't try to get their economies going, encourage production growth in factories. They're all just relying on the central bank. So this is a shift. Again, underneath it, you're seeing these big shifts, take place in the world today, China going back to communism. And people quite aren't understanding what's really happening out there. And so I I do think you're going to see some big changes coming up. Uh, Europe, Europe still got to deal with Brexit. Uh, They they have to deal with the immigration that's gotten completely out of control and causing... uh, uh, Turmoil over. The good news is the conservatives are winning. The conservatives win in Austria. They won. They won. They won in Hungary. They went the big win in Greece. I mean, they had an atheist, an atheist prime minister in Greece. If you can believe that. I mean, I. I mean, if there's any country, uh, you know, the Muslims took over over Greece in the 1800s, and they let them keep the religion because they knew they'd have to kill everybody in the country before they convert to Islam, literally, and uh, and, and 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 then. It shows you how far off the rails Europe has gone and uh and but he was kicked out, and they 've got the conservative in there in Greece, so hopefully we 're going to see some positive things there but but so so we have a very expensive stock market hitting new highs underneath it. We have other stocks hitting lows going down all oil, oil's at sixty dollars, but a lot of the oil stocks aren 't up that much, and one of the reasons there is we 're seeing so so many of these young um, Money managers have all drank the uh, the sustainability Kool-Aid and the global warming Kool-Aid out there that they're convinced that oil and gas and chemicals and everything is going to go away. So that gives you opportunities. And, you know, we're looking for more opportunities in, in the oil and gas sector. And, and and so the same thing in the farming sector. And, and uh, so we there are seeing a lot of opportunities out there in the in these markets, they're starting to crop up. But what you want is you want companies with good balance sheets that are paying dividends and, and that 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 can sit there and ride this thing through. I I and and so uh that, that's what I think we're gonna sit there and see happen here. But but it but it is interesting. Uh, a bifurcated market uh, very similar to 1999. The growth stops are super expensive. Look at some of them. They were 80, 90 times this year's earnings. Some of one of them I looked at, they had, they were still losing money. They've been losing money for six years straight and the stock has gone straight up. And and uh, there's a lot of that going on out there. And, and And so we'll just sort of see what happens in here. We've got a presidential election coming up. So a lot of volatility is coming into the market. And... So, so, which gets me over to the uh, the you know the, the you know the other thing is the volatility is is the tech sector and what I really think is things are really turning against the tech sector I think it's overvalued I, I think they're over earning I think I think private equity there's too much money in the whole sector but one of the interesting things is the government regulation is in the tech sector. Rarely in my lifetime I have I ever seen the Republicans and the Democrats agreeing on something needs to be regulated. And that's the situation with the tech sector. You've got both sides uh, wanting to push regulation now, which is it, this is almost never happened. And so they're going to be facing more regulation. There's going to be more calls to break up the big companies. Uh, I, th- I don't think that's as negative as everybody thinks. Personally, I, I will tell you what I think is negative is. Is the privacy? I think the privacy issue is the big negative that the tech companies are all afraid of because they're all they're all literally making fortunes, invading your privacy and selling your personal information, your personal thoughts, uh, your your emotional state, your what you're looking to buy, your finances, and they're taking those and selling them to people. and And if you combine that with big data. And artificial intelligence is as dangerous as anything in the world. And, and and so I think we've got to get our, our arms around the privacy issues. Uh, the, uh, Friday, the uh, the Federal Trade Commission has fined Facebook $5 billion. And you go, oh, whoa, that's a lot. But the truth of the matter, Zuckerberg could care less. It's They have a, a market cap on that company of about $580 billion. So $5 billion is a drop in the bucket. So why did they go light on them? I tell you why. A couple reasons is the Europeans and other countries around the world are all looking to sit there and find these big tech companies. So th- they went a little light on Facebook because what they're looking at is is they're sitting there. <laughs> they realize that the Europeans, the the Asians, the all people all over the world could be finding them as well. So they're going to go light on that. But th- th- this is not over. They're still going to get tough on Facebook. I mean, Facebook of all of them needs, is the one company. That gets needs to get reined in. I talk to people in Silicon Valley, and they're like, they're going crazy at Facebook. I can't believe they're allowing them to take all this technology. I mean, they're taking all this privacy issues, and I mean, the people in Silicon Valley that know what's going on are appalled. I mean, I I have friends of mine that 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 deal with some of the top people in in the in the tech world, names you know and stuff, and. They won't even let their kids on Facebook. They, as a matter of fact, they don't even have any pictures of their children out there on the internet. And 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 so these are, you know, these are at the very top of the apex, and and it shows you the, of what's happening out there. So the five billion sounds like a lot. It was actually a slap on the wrist, but they are going to go after and get tougher on, on 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 the privacy. Now the privacy is where they're making all their money. So if if, if they if you force them to protect people's privacy. They can't make as much money. And that <laughs> is a threat to the to to the, to the uh, to profitability of these companies. So it, it's not just the United States, but it's happening all over the world on this issue. Uh, and so we're going to see uh, a lot of pressure on the tech sector over the next couple of years. I think it's overvalued. I think you're seeing a shift really. Th- this is kind of the blow off on this sector. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, Coming up here in a quick break, uh, if you haven't gone to the website, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, Also, you can listen live anywhere in the world by going to AM1070, The Answer, uh, KNTH's website. And uh, you can listen live. Hit the Listen Live button. Uh, typically, uh, Monday Tuesday we also have podcasts on uh, 1070 uh, at the web, uh, at the uh, radio stations website you can listen to the podcaster show We've got a lot of people listening now so if you're not in your car you can still listen at home by hitting listen live We'll be right back right here on the max out Saving show
4: he said i spent a lifetime running and now's my time to try I can't find someone old my dreams are
2: sure to die now we gone. gone Ted Gioka and the Max Out Savings Show continue after this short break To find out more about Max Out Savings Advisors visit maxoutsavings.com In a moment more of the Max Out Savings Show
1: If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
2: Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket, and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SChydraulics.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer.
2: We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka.
1: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. This is the last segment. Of course, you can get in and give us a call at any time, 713-339-1070. an hey, interesting story. Uh, more retirees overestimating their benefits. Seventy percent of, of people surveyed uh, believe they are ed- eligible for full benefits than, they, than earlier than they actually are for Social Security. I don't mean to laugh, but is On an average, future retirees incorrectly believe they, they will be eligible for full benefits at age 63 rather than full retirement at age 66 or later, uh, which is amazing. 26% incorrectly believe if they claim Social Security early, they they think once they, they hit the full full retirement, their benefit goes up to what it is. And that that's not... True, if if you claim your benefit early, the retirement age right now is approximately sixty three. It varies, by, by your uh, birthday. But if you, if you at sixty three you retire, you're you're looking at a uh, a, a certain amount. Your income uh, will go up about eight percent every year you wait. That's a pretty big number, and, and so if you retire now, your income doesn't ju- uh, increase when you hit age 66 your full retirement it's it's the same, same as it always is and, and what we talk about a lot in the show is is here are the numbers it's it's about 50% of the, of of the married couples one of them will live to be about 80 89 years old the number is it's about i want to say 25% they live to 93 which is almost 30 years and so you've got a long retirement thing. You've got to manage your assets through that. And so no one runs out of money their first couple of years. So what you want to do is you want as much money in the later years as possible. So every year you delay Social Security, your income goes up 8% up to age 70. So you want to hold off as as, as long as possible. But there, that's, I mean, evidently, it's a pretty common misconception if you retire at age 63 you get a certain amount, but then when you hit your full retirement age, it goes up to full retirement. That's incorrect. If you take your funds early, you, you're forever going to get the lower rate for retirement. So something to think about when it comes to uh, Social Security. If you need some help, uh, we, we'll help a little bit on that. You can also go to your Social Security office and I'll explain that to you. If you got any questions, you can ask us. But but understand that you want to hold off on social security as much as possible now, the theory being is is hey i'm i'm uh, I'm collecting mine at age sixty three I know I won't live to be seventy. Well, that might be the case, and in that case, you win, but the problem is if you do live longer, then you're going to be in trouble, and people tend to live longer than they think they are i mean that's uh i uh particularly for older people I think that's the case and and uh and so this is something you always want to sit there and, 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 and err on, on the possibility of living longer and needing more money than you want to do dying sooner and spending. I mean, it just it never works out. Uh, so you want to assume you're going to live longer than you are and you'll generally do pretty well. So it's something to under, uh, think about. But remember, when it comes to retirement, you got a very good chance you could be 30 years uh, retired. And this is why we, we, we encourage a couple things. We encourage you to be prudent with your money, delay social security as long as possible. Work. Once you retire, work some, do some things, do some part-time work. Uh, that, that's for two things. That's for additional funds. But also I think it really important, uh, is I think it's very helpful for people to, uh, to work, well, our, the research shows that people that work longer, or people that have something to do—if they're maybe if they're not working, but if they're uh, volunteering and, and doing something every day—they live longer. They have a happier retirement. So it could be work, it could be it, it could be uh, managing a business, it could be it could be, uh, it could be uh, charity work, it, it could be all types of things. It could be mentoring. But whatever you do, have something. Typically, golf. Is not the best way to go because people get bored. Although my father-in-law has done quite well with golf. And, uh, you know, I think like, what is he, like 85 now. I think he can still outdrive me, which is astonishing. But I'm not, in fairness to him, I'm not that good of a driver, in fairness to me. But anyway, so understand those are some of the things. When it comes to retirement planning, you want to play the long game. Something to think about. A couple other things I've talked about here. Interesting. Bond yields on the 10-year have been falling since October of last year. A lot something that's not well understood is is the the long-term bonds have gone from 3 and a quarter down to 1.95%. That is a uh, about a <clears throat> 1.35% drop. That's a huge drop in rates over effectively an 8-9 month period. Um uh, given uh, on on a percentage basis it's gigantic. <clears throat> and so What's going on? And and what's going on is the the big money, the smart money is betting on a an economic slowdown and and somewhat deflation. But at the same time, excuse me, the the short term rates, the Fed funds, have gone two and a quarter to two and a half, and so the short term rates have gone up, and long term rates have been have been declining. And and so Ben, they bottomed about a week ago at 1.95. They jumped up to 2.1. And there's a lot of talk that the Fed, we've got a Fed meeting coming up. The Fed is is going to likely cut the the short term rates. The Fed funds about a quarter of a point. We we think that's a mistake. I don't think you do that when you've got a red hot stock market. You don't want to be around cutting rates. You want to wait till sometime in the future. Uh, now, uh, other people will say, "Well, look, Ted, th- th- there's a lag of, of of basically 12 to 18 months uh, from when when the Fed does something to when action comes up." So I get that, but but. The Fed, the thinking is, is the Fed is trying to drop short-term rates because we're at two to two and a quarter there. And then we in the 10 year at 1.95, which means we have an inverted yield curve. And so what they're trying to do is, is they're trying to sit there and get a more normalized yield curve, which is the further out you go, the higher the interest rate. So if you can drop the, 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 short term fed funds rate may be a quarter and then you can push up the 10 year a little bit i think that's what the fed is is, is trying to maneuver here uh we'll see we'll see what's going to happen i think they're trying to this way they can they can show that they're cutting rates for president trump and at the same time they can push up the longer end a little bit and try to stabilize uh and get a little tighter on the on the long end i think that's what they're looking for <clears throat> this bears some watching because we have to see how it all plays out uh the dovishness of at the federal reserve and the dovishness at the European Central Bank, I think, has triggered the next uh, leg up in the bull market for gold. This is something we wrote about in our Max Out Savings report a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were, uh, wrote originally wrote that the start of a twenty-year bull market. We wrote back in November, December of two thousand and two, when when it was about three hundred and fifty, three seventy, somewhere in there an ounce. It ultimately went to nineteen hundred. We said it was a twenty-year move that takes us into late December of of twenty 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 two uh which I think is probably still a reasonably good place to be. Uh, I think the next leg is up and, and, and gold has broken out of a six year channel or resistance at about thirteen seventy five. So this is uh, the central banks are getting very uh, dovish. The ECB, the, the Fed has now turned uh, dovish. Uh, this is very bullish for gold. It's confirmed by a break, a six-year breakout in gold. If you listen to some of the really big money out there, these guys are saying, hey, this is where you want to be over the next couple years, the really smart ones. Uh, we've increased our positions in that sector. I think you're going to see a big move. Now, can you see it pull back? Yeah. You can see it pull back. But, but I do think it's one of the more interesting areas of the market in here right now. And I do think this is the next layup. Uh, uh, same thing for uh, silver, same type of thing. Uh, they tend to move in tandem. Uh, so we'll see. And I think some of this is going to be I I think it's going to be – one of our base cases is going to be currency issues coming up, uh, currency wars or or a problem with a currency, and I think that's how it's going to play out. So we'll see anyway, but that's something that's kind of fundamentally changed in here. So anyway, last couple minutes of the show, if you want to get in with some phone calls, uh, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The the other thing it, 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 and a couple things we wrote when we wrote in the report we actually have a, a picture with the breakout uh, it's a chart actually uh, on the max out savings report to kind of show you that breakout which we sent out and and uh, the central bank buying as well I mean everything is really going their way they haven't really found that many new mines in in the precious metals sector. Um, I do think the central banks are really worried about gold because I think it kind of signals that something's wrong, but I do think it's going to break out, uh, and this is something we, we want to see. And, and then you, you you couple that with $13 trillion worth of negative interest rates on, on government bonds, which is just astonishing because if... Tw- I'll say 10 years ago, but 15 years for sure, 15 years ago, there's not an economist in the world if you'd have polled the best economists that, that would have said this was even possible. And so, which is really, I mean, I really think a lot of this is, is, is part of an almost a, a plan in many ways. I, I think it's, I think it's a plan to sit there and, and, you know, the, the, the central banks in, in particular, they tend to be globalist. Uh, we're moving to a one currency and different things like that. I, I, I do think it's, it's a mistake. Uh, I think it's going to blow up on them. I think gold's going to do well. I mean, I think there, there really is one of the things we're seeing out there is there is a really push to try to take down the United States, be it burning the American flag or not allowing the American flag or the Betsy Ross flag on Nike. I mean, there's these really anti-American people out there that 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 that, that are really pushing for either the breakup of the United States or or the you know, taking the United States down a peg like the United States shouldn't lead the world. It should be the Europeans or the Chinese, and, and we're just another group of people. And I and I, if if you fundamentally believe that this is the most exceptional place on earth, I, I don't see how you can do that. We've got a democracy. We've got a rule of law. We've got a constitution. We have a bill of rights that no one else has. I mean, there's people coming across the river. I saw a story today, 100 people, the guy sitting there, 100 people come across the river in an hour or two from, from Mexico. Hey, these people aren't coming because they hate the United States of America. They want a future. They want a future for their kids, and they know this is the best place in the world to get it. Hey, if you go outside, you know, I was out working last weekend outside. It's like a furnace out there. I mean, to sit there and, and go across the Mexica, Mexico in this type of heat, these people are desperate to get here because it is the greatest country in the world. And, and so you're going to have to stand up and fight for it. That's one of the things you're starting to hear is people are going to have to start— fighting to protect the country because there's another group out there that really wants to bring the country down. And, and uh, you know, it, it's really, uh, you know, kind of dispiriting. But you have to stand up to these people because logic and reason is not going to work for them. You just got to say, hey, no, you're going to have to just, you know, if you, if you don't like it here, you can leave. But, uh, and I do think the politics are going to get worse and worse. And, and this is another thing that really concerns me. I mean, I just can't believe that people trash talk the United States like they do. In particularly, corporate America, which is utterly astonishing. Ten years ago, the, you know, Nike would have been driven out of the United States on a on a, a slow boat to China. But uh, anyway, so uh, something to think about. Uh, again, hot market. Uh, in here, uh, this is something we want to kind of watch. Uh, one more, a couple other quick things. Uh, I came across an interesting story. Ninety, but one of the big things in the Max Out Savings report we write about is the problem with pollution and the destruction of the planet by by other countries around the world, destroying the rainforest, overfishing. Uh, here's ninety percent of the plastic in the ocean comes from ten rivers. Of those, eight of them are in China, and uh, most of them are in China. One is in India, and then two are in Africa. Yeah, I've been in the Mississippi River. It's very clean, but this plastic is getting in the food source. It's killing the fish, it's killing the whales and turtles and stuff. And so, again, it's not the United States, it's China. And we ought to understand the damage that China is doing to the world through pollution. And we're going to write some more about that. But anyway, coming up at the end of the show, remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. If you haven't had a chance, go to the website, at least sign up for the free report. I write that to help you out, to understand retirement, to build up wealth. All types of neat, interesting things are in these reports. And it's absolutely free. We don't bother you. Just go to the website, MaxOutSavings.com. And if you need help with your retirement, coming up on retirement, uh, just want a second opinion, go to the website. You can request an appointment with me and I'll be happy to sit down with you and go over your financial situation. It's MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And remember our motto and philosophy to save aggressively, invest conservatively. I hope everyone has a great weekend and stay cool.
2: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca. On AM 1070, the answer...